just is throwing down with Justin Lilly. That makes no sense! You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter, and we'll be a little smarter, and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Throwing down. Welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Cavri Levine. And I'm Jess King. And that's Sam DiGiovanni. And we are going to talk about the NBA today. So, Jess, are you excited? Let's go, Knicks! Sam, I love that background. You look great. Yep. Just an all star behind me. No big deal. Whew. And the um, face I'm going to make, you guys can't see, it's Bobby Portis. The face I'm going to make if he doesn't get in. All right, let's talk about let's let's unpack that a little bit. Um, Jess, would you like, would you like to um, begin? Yeah, I have some things um, I wanted to spread the good news. Keeping with our NBA theme, I figured I'd do. There's my- no. I feel as though there's no good news surrounding All Star Weekend. That's just my own personal opinion. Oh no, no, no. it's <laughs> no. You're more than welcome to disagree. We can't get into it right. Like just I just feel as yet. though the existence of it implies bad news. Um, it's just so funny when you look at them making all of these rules, like, I care so much about you guys. I want everyone to be safe. Let's go to all these extreme lengths to keep players apart from each other that play in different cities and in different parts of the country. But no, 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 no. For one night and one night only, you can come down to Atlanta, Georgia and play in the all-star game. Man. But no, don't worry, guys. They're not having the celebrity basketball game and they're doing it all in one day as if that's going to make any of it better because it, it like they're acting like it takes covid like three days for you to get it i'm like no 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 yeah. you, you'll get it in one day <laughs> like oh god um there's some things that happened today on um that i wanted to go over first in the nba before we dive into all the things that make us angry about what's also going on in the nba um, DeMarcus <laughs> Cousins was released by happened. the Rockets. Um, Paul Gasol is going to return to professional basketball with FC Barcelona. Um, he's a six-time NBA All-Star, which I thought was super weird. Um, isn't he kind of old? I'm pretty sure he's 40. He's very old. Are we calling that old, though? <laughs> For an NBA player, yes. Right. So that's actually like she's not 23. She's like, is that really old? I don't want to be old. <laughs> I don't want to be old. Um, um, the Timberwolves fired their head coach, Ryan Saunders. Um, something super awkward that happened. Uh, the Lakers Wizards game broadcast the other night replaced uh, Russell Westbrook's lineup picture with um, Isaiah Thomas's. Um, which I don't understand why of all people to get mixed up with. It would be IT. Um, I it just was super random. Um, and the Chicago Bulls have kind of been killing it, and that's about it. That's, a, that's a decent news. I feel like that's fair. I mean, that simple last about one. giving everything away. <laughs> um. All right. So I feel as though this was inevitable. Last time Sam was here, we talked about the NBA draft. Um, and the Knicks listened to him, which was great. Love that. Listen to Sam. Um. And now I feel as though we have to furthermore discuss the New York Knicks, which I didn't think we would be doing halfway into the season. <laughs> like, I, love, I love it. I love you guys. Um, 
and you know what in in the spirit of good sportsmanship and underdogs i'm just gonna give you guys the floor i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna make any comparisons to the celtics to any other team i'm just gonna let you guys Sam, have this you time like to explain to this the time to why the knicks are great ex- to ex- celebrate because the knicks for the first time in so long look like an actual nba team out there they know what they're doing. Their defense. The bar was on the floor. The yes, very, very true. The bar has always been the floor, and they've never been able to clear it for years now. And now they've finally done it by breaking through and putting on and being one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. I checked, I think, yesterday. I don't know if the outcomes of any games yesterday changes, but they are third in defensive rating. So – they are first in a lot of other categories, like I think opponent points per game that you could attribute to their extremely slow pace. But the, the being third in defensive rating a year after having like no identifiable skill is incredible. And with the yeah. group of like guys that I don't think people would say are like really, really great defenders, like Mitchell Robinson, you know, this, the team structure this year is very, very similar. There's a lot of holdovers. And I would say Mitchell Robinson is the only one guy who you would say like that guy is just objectively a good defender everyone else is like kind of iffy like rj was good but he was a rookie julius randall's big but he's still not that good alfred payton has like quick hands but he's also like lazy as hell far too um often and they signed you know known so well which was an improvement at the backup center spot he's fifth in blocks per game in total blocks right now despite playing like 20 or so minutes a night which has changed because he's you know subbing in for the injured mitchell robinson but like just the we're seeing improvement from this next team. I never would have expected in just one off season from like, you can say they've kind of, I know the off season for them was longer because they stopped in March, but still like they hired Thibodeau in I think June. So that's still like kind of the roughly like same amount of time to get ready. Although I'm sure they didn't have the same practices or whatnot, but like going from just, it doesn't a, matter. I'm taking the credit. I don't know for sure. Yeah. But just going from like an objectively bad team with like no hope, to a team with like a real identity being one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. And that's not an exaggeration. That's not based on like the expectations they had. (laughs) They are one of the best defensive teams in the league. And much of the credit should go to Thibodeau for finding a way to get this group that was miserable last year into playing hard. I feel like coaches that are hard asses don't do as well anymore. I think there's just something different with like, um, I guess the, you know, there's something different in the NBA as there was years ago where like grinding and like physicality that's kind of went out the door, but still like, you know, coaches that are like hard asses, like we saw just a few years ago, it didn't work with Tom Thibodeau in Minnesota. And now he has this group playing super hard in the playoff mix legitimately. I could not be happier. Yeah. We're ranked number seventh in the Western uh, Eastern, excuse me, conference. And uh, it's super exciting. We're a little bit under 500, um, but with like one more win, we'd be we'd be right at average, which is something really <laughs> nice to say yeah. about the Knicks. Usually, this far into the season, our playoff hopes are done. They exactly. were done a month ago. Like, who cares? And like, I, I'm pretty sure like the fourth seed in the East and the 13th seed in the East is separated by like two, three games. So a lot could change. But just the fact that the Knicks are still in it. And in like a good spot, like they right now, they would make the playoffs even without the playing game or the seventh seed. That's right. tremendous to go halfway through the season and there's still very much a possibility 
And I would say with the, you know, there are other teams that um, I don't think have like the one, they're not dominant on one side of the ball, like the Knicks are. So obviously the Knicks offense isn't great, but I feel like with that great defensive unit that's been playing great all year, they can carry that into um, pushing for the playoffs hard. And I would hope the dog behind me is agreeing. <laughs> Do you hear her? She's, she's excited about the Knicks. Um, um, They're exciting. So I think like the weird, not weird, but like the, the notable thing about like this season as a whole, which has been noted in every publication out there, is that at this point in the season, kind of the halfway point, you have the top teams, you like the very short top teams, like three or four. You have like the Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, etc. Then you have the bottom teams. In the middle is freaking huge, um, yes. and the middle is massive. Meaning, like I think these these playing spots, like the six, seven, eight seed, like those are all a hundred percent up for grabs by n- nearly everybody. Um, so i want to i want you i want to encourage you guys to think critically about this what is it going to be that makes because that pool is so big like it's there's kind of like a make or break thing and it's really this the teams that are going to be able to perform in the second half of the season um which is going to be different than the first what's going to make the knicks be on the better half of that massive middle modesty defense and um a little bit of uh love (laughs) a little bit of love and support (laughs) made with love because i think i mean i just think i mean i want the best for you guys as always um sam is gonna answer this in a completely way that explains everything perfectly without any haters being able to say that and i'm gonna say modesty because like (laughs) we're doing just okay like and that's like super like a reason to be but this season just okay is enough that's what I mean. It's it's a reason to be super excited as a Knicks fan, but it's also important to remember we're just doing okay, which is better than what okay has been for them in a very long time, which is why it's like nice to see that our standards as like a fan base and an organization are rising now, but also like you have to like keep your cool um, defense because we just watched a Super Bowl where defense won an entire game, um, the game of all games. And that also, I believe, wins games. So I think it says a lot that the Knicks are one of the top teams in defense in the NBA. And I think it shows every single night that they play on the court that, like, they're putting up a bit more of a fight to get scored on. Um, they're actually showing that they care, and that's really what it comes down to. And that leads me perfectly into love because they actually care. Um, and it just shows that, like, even if you turn it on just a little tiny bit, you're still going to be able to do way better than you have in years. And it's just, we just need to keep on going a little bit more. If they could get to like the first round of the playoffs or something like that, then I would be content. I mean, I'll be freaking bummed if they get snubbed out of it by like a very small margin, but you know what? I'm still very proud of them. I'm getting emotional. I mean, yeah, like the the middle 10 spots on this week's power rankings are all within one game records. So, no, you go, 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 go. Um, I, I don't know if this is something that would like insert, like sell you on their chances, but looking at like the quote unquote middle class of the NBA, the Knicks are one of the few overachievers 
all the other teams that are in the like mix right now that are close to the Knicks are teams that people expect to be better, the Pacers, Raptors, Celtics in the East. And then the Knicks Heat. are right there. Right. You know, you have teams like the Heat that have had a really, really rough year. You've had like the Hawks still like not living up to the high expectations that people for some reason have been living up to. They're in the mix too, but you know, they're 11th right now. Then it's like, you know, the Hornets who people had modest expectations about. And then the Knicks and the Bulls, who are two teams that people would have thought like, yeah, they're out of the playoff mix for sure this far in. But mm-hmm. be- they've just been much better than people expected. And even like comparing it to the West, obviously the West is the better conference, but there aren't many overachievers there aside from maybe the Spurs. I didn't think the Spurs would be the sixth seed this far in. And then you've got, you know, the the Suns I would consider like the upper echelon. The Blazers are kind of like almost there. But then it's mm-hmm. the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Mavericks who – like we're expected to make the playoffs this year, even with, you know, Golden State not having Clay Thompson, those are some of the better teams. And with the Knicks being right in the middle there, that's, you know, a huge improvement. And so obviously they're fighting for the playoffs right now, but even if they don't make it, just having, you know, that competitiveness and building, you know, as Jess said, there's like a great emotion of this team. There's intensity there that wasn't there last year. They were just kind of listfully going through the regular season for no real reason. But now they have a purpose and they have an identity, and, and that I is a, purpose a huge and improvement. Like the Knicks last year were like me every day of the pandemic, <laughs> just like get up and go through the motions and do it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, basketball is just a, a thing that they do. They just it's, it's on my and they're content with the basketball it. Game. Yeah, like was, they go out there, they play. Like yes, they want to win. They'll be sad if they lose, but they're just playing. Like I just like. They make me so happy. And I don't even know if they know how happy they make me. So I have my kind of take on the Knicks, which is less about like their stats or their ranking or what they're going to do for the rest of the season. But like I recent, I am a, um, a recent purchaser of NBA league pass. And it was, it was, it was a really big decision and I finally came to it and you know, I feel good about it. Anyways, my point being, I I am watching, I am watching more Knicks games because they're, you know, you, whatever, if you don't live there, you, I don't get yes network in Boston. Um, and, um, or whatever, whatever it's on. Um, oh my God. Wait, actually, actually, let me just say a thing about that. Do you guys watch WandaVision? I just started. I started in late. Okay. So anyways, you know how it's set in like the 50s, 60s, etc. I started watching the Nets game on Yes on League Pass. And I was like, this is WandaVision. I was like, these graphics are from the 1980s. I'm like, what are I was like, this is the WandaVision version of the NBA. I'm like, what is going on here? So anyways, I've been watching more, more Knicks games. And it is just like, they are just... And this is going like what you guys said about like the intensity. They are so fun to watch. Their games are so competitive and they're in games where if you took the team or the mentality or whatever it be from last year, these games were over. And Absolutely. they Absolutely. might not, even if they might not necessarily win them, you are at intent, like intently watching the last three minutes of the game because you're like the way that like, if I'll miss a Celtics game and then, it'll be the last five minutes. And I'm like, oh, let me catch the end of it because it's probably going to be good because they show up at the end. They have been absolutely showing up in the last four, three, two minutes of the game. And I think some of the best basketball teams to watch and success wise show up in the last two, three, four minutes of the game. Um, 
and not like obviously the really like the the old warriors the lakers etc they're fucking winning every game by like 50 points or whatever but the knicks are that like special kind of fun talent where i'm like oh my god i actually want to watch every minute of this game i don't turn it off in the third quarter because i'm like oh lakers are up by 25 points i i can go to bed now um and that's different like that's new and it's different but it's really really fun it is there was an early like indicator for tibbs's success last year um there was a game against the Bucks where the Knicks got down big and lost by like 40 or 50 at one point. And they did the same thing the next night against the Nuggets. And that's when Fizdale was fired. And that was, there was just so many games like that last year where the Knicks got down, they had no chance of getting themselves out. And it was just a beatdown. It was a hopeless beatdown. Early in the season this year, they got super hot. It was an outlier game for them offensively because they were shooting the lights out, like uncharacteristically shooting the lights out against the Bucks, And they beat them by like 30 or 40. And people were immediately going like, oh, look at, and there's a, there's a very famous uh, screen grab out there of, I think it's Fisdale smiling and the score is like 100 to 62, the next <laughs> down to the box. And now it's, you know, you can't see Tom Thibodeau smiling because he never smiles and also he has a mask. There you go. But there was like a screen grab, <laughs> like the Knicks being up big against the Bucks in just one off season that changed. And even the other day, they were playing the Timberwolves, a bad team, one of the worst in the league. They got up big, but they let up. Um, they let them come back, twenty-one up, twenty-one in I think the third quarter, and the the Wolves came back and took the lead. And I was covering that game, so I was like, "If you guys fuck up my angle of like, I was, <laughs> I was planning to write how like it was the first game without, or it was the last game without fans. They're back tonight, and I was like, "Oh, it's great, you know, they on the heels of a win against Thibodeau's old team. The next wait, you know, hold like, the phone. <laughs> fans are back tonight. Like two thousand ish fans, I think. Yeah, limited capacity." For the yeah, I, I they got their their wish granted by Mr. Cuomo, I guess. Oh gosh. They're they're back in the garden now. Yep. So that was part of my angle. And I was like, oh my God, they're gonna lose this game because the wolves stormed back and won. But the Knicks held on. A lot of that is thanks to Julius Randall and their continued effort to defense, but I'm just like if that if that was last year's team, they probably surrender the lead earlier and they probably lose by 10 as opposed to like squeaking out a tough win. And in the post-game Zoom, um, Julius Randle and Taj Gibson talked about that. And they said like, this team is different from last year's team in terms of like their mentality. It, and you can see it in the way they play. Like, you know, Lily, I imagine you didn't watch any Knicks games last year because why would you? They were horrible. <laughs> no, I actually, now. well, well, I used to, I was living in New York, so I watched a few. Um, okay. And my roommate, but, but, but I was like on my phone being like. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, because well, I'm like, okay. You can sense like the toughness and like the intensity this team plays with now. It is roughly the same group of guys, but they're playing so much harder and so much better. Yeah, just kind of that thing of like something clicks, something probably being the higher. So the Knicks are, are playing the Warriors tonight, um, are. which is exciting. It's Tuesday night. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to watch this game in front of this guy I'm going on a date, and I'm going to watch <laughs> the Knicks. I'm going to request that you the bartender crazy. put the Knicks game on. It's too early to show and your crazy side. If the, if the Knicks beat the Warriors when I'm out, a couple beers in on a date I, I am really concerned for the guy's well-being get somewhere with the tv just so you can like see it in the background and constantly check the score so you're just, right it's just like be looking over his shoulder constantly exactly yes it's and like he'll think, he'll think you're roles. really into the conversation 
just yes! because you're being real like, very active. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So halfway point, I guess we're going to do the all-star game. I guess that's kind of happening. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I've, I tweeted this. I, I want Julius Randall to be an all-star without an all-star game. Like just, just celebrate it, but we yeah. don't need to play. I was also, I don't know why I didn't think of it. Think about this. Just, just like vote for the all-star team, do like a 2k tournament. Nobody has to leave the house. Everyone can stay home, rest up. It's a great idea. I think they could have thought of a hundred better things than what they came up with. Like, are you fucking serious? Remember the horse tournament they did? Oh yeah, that was, that was. Bring that back or do something like that. Bring that back. It wasn't great, but it made do with what we had. It was terrible. Like seriously speaking, it it was awful. I watched every second of it. We all did because it was the beginning of the pandemic and we were like, what do we do? Um, No, but. I know it's early, but talking playoffs, I'm going to go with like, there's the obvious choices, right? But give both of you give me like four teams. Doesn't matter. It could be across the board anyways, but we have this huge middle. Who do you think are going to be the wild cards in it? Like who's going to make it? You mean like at the end? Yeah. Of the, hmm. I don't it's, even know if again, I would call them wild cards. Like it's too, it's, in this situation, it's obviously too soon to tell, um, which is why it's really fun. I think to the guess. Suns will be in it again, and they're going to be a huge part of the playoff conversation. I think the Suns are on their comeback tour after being absolutely um, snubbed in the bubble, and I love it. I am so here for it. I kind Suns- of feel like the Warriors are going to make a weird like run the way they always do, like kind of like, hey, guess who's back, motherfuckers. Just a little bit. I don't think they're going to be in the finals. I think that they're going to, you know, probably make it to the second round of playoffs if they can get themselves there. I think <clears> the <throat> Heat are going to make a really big push in the second half. Um, I would And hope. I also think, and I think the Knicks, I think if they can keep this up and even improve. Don't play with my emotions. Shooting like a little more. If they can improve their shooting a little bit more, is that They just need soon? to be <laughs> Yeah, um, develop that consistency. I'd say, I'd say the Knicks are not even a play-in or just in. Oh, I can't wait for the play-in game. I mean, the Nets are going to be in it. Mm. Yeah, they're that's top seed in the East, and they're going to win the East probably. Yeah, so said? that's sorry, Jess. They're going to win the East. They're probably going to win the East. Barring injuries, they're going to win the East. They just punted on defense <laughs> and on offense, and they have three of the best scores in oh. the history of the game. They're going to. You're right. You're gonna see them in the, the fun. The Nets aren't really part of the conversation anymore because they're they're fine. They're good to go. And I, I think the Bulls. And I know that was only three, and I said four, but Celtics. I don't know. No. The Celtics are not gonna be. They're not in the conversation. No, they're not gonna be in. I don't think they're gonna make it. Oh, I think so play in maybe. I mean, we don't have to talk about I don't that. <laughs> I'm interested. Oh, now you don't want to talk about Boston sports teams. Yeah. Oh, I will. New York's baby and Boston's. Oh, how the turntables. I don't know. I think. (laughs) Oh, how the turntables. I think there will have to be some. I think there would have to be a really big push in the second half of the season and some. Like a different. So the Celtics kind of do this thing where, like, they they kind of are in like a slump for a few games and then 
like Marcus Smart makes some big statement about how like they need they like are fixing the vibe in the locker room or something like that and then they come out and they win like three really big games and I feel like it's like this cycle and it like kind of keeps repeating so it just kind of I feel like that and this isn't really like a technical way to speak about it but I feel like it's like can those big push games after like this kind of re- like regathering of everybody outnumber the games where they're in a slump basically like that's basically what needs to happen it's like can you make that push with that momentum for long enough that it outnumbers the games where you guys fall into this slump obviously they had issues with COVID with Jason Tatum was out for a while a few players were out for a while um and I just think I also just don't think that it's really looked at enough the effect that getting COVID actually has on players I think people are really under the assumption that and I think I think players even might be too that like once you recover you're good to go and I really think whether it's obvious or not that it does have these kind of more long-term effects especially when you're an athlete running back and forth on a court constantly as your profession um and so I just I do think there's a thing people said it about Cam Newton like he he just once he got COVID he came back and he was not really the same quarterback that people were really excited about in the first few weeks of the season um and I think that that it might not be a super obvious thing but I would not be surprised if like later on players are like oh yeah I was totally like my stamina was shot after I got COVID um so that's kind of my take on the Celtics. If they can do it, great. I'm not really holding out hope um, for it. Um, but uh, I think Sam, you know, remember left... when you used to Okay, you guys act like I'm so like high and mighty player. about it. <laughs> uh, I remember the days of no hope. Mm-hmm. Wait, actually, there's one thing I totally want to talk about. And we mentioned it. Well, Lily kind of reminded me of it. Um, talking about <clears throat> wild cards. I want to talk about um people people teams that we know are automatically going to be in it so tonight wednesday night we have a big game coming up between the lakers and the jazz um takes who's going to win it and why if you guys don't know the jazz are actually at number one right now and the lakers are unfortunately at number two i'm going jazz yeah, the Jazz are playing like world beaters in the Lakers without AD and Schroeder have kind of gone. Right. The Jazz I, are just so like surgical in what they do, and they're so good on both sides of the ball. Like, I think they're gonna win unless LeBron goes like absolutely nuclear. I, don't think, I think I, I think that's but, like I think he could. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, but no, 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 but I think regular season game. I don't know if he's gonna go crazy to prove that he can beat the Jazz single handedly. Like, but I, I think because they just dropped, really like they no, recently no. dropped to second place. Though he might be like, yo, this is that regular season game where I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It, it's well, possible, so I still think the jazz are going to win. I would like to see them win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, I don't know. In LeBron speaking of the game or of just kind of the season, the game, he's very obviously determined as always. Um, and so I think I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and freaking drops 40 in the game or whatever, but I just think, like, I mean, Sam hit it already, but I just think the system that they're running is going to be really effective, especially without AD, without Schroeder. So, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, I feel like this is an easy one, but I feel like in this, I think Jazz Lakers isn't, but I think this particular game might be. Because of the situation that they find themselves yeah. in? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and what do you guys think about if you had a potential – the most realistic thing I can think about for the NBA finals so early on is um, a Nets Lakers 
finals and i think a lot of people that feels like that. a fever that feels like a fever dream like do you think that's gonna happen would you like to see that a lot of egos in one arena yeah. sorry was that mean no. um, <laughs> um i think it would be the most dramatic nba finals we have seen in quite some time well okay so actually my actual thoughts on this are that i think Flopping there's up the fuck <laughs> <laughs> i think that there's a, a very easy way in which this plays out where you do have something like lakers nets and it's just kind of the be- the two best teams and then they play each other and that's the finals is kind of how like i think the old school way of things going but i think with this majority middle that we're working with this season i just really do think that there's a lot of opportunity um for that we still have like half the season to go and i think that it's very, very possible in that some of these teams, I feel like you watch them play and you can tell they have all the pieces but aren't necessarily there yet. So if those pieces get lined up, there's nothing like they're they're taking off that kind of thing. Um, I don't know who exactly that would be at this point, but I see it being very possible that one of these kind of middle teams or two of these middle teams kind of end up showing up in the conference finals and the finals, et cetera. So kind of to wrap it all up, looking ahead, um, March 4th, which is like in a week or so from now, they will be doing the all-star draft um, between LeBron James and Kevin Durant, right? I believe so. And um, we are well into the swing of the NBA season. Hopefully we can bring it all back and do it again sometime. Another, maybe right before the playoffs. Does anybody have a good tweet of the week? Because I have a fantastic one that I'm very excited about. All right, go. See if I can find Sam, you have 30 seconds to pick one. Okay, are you ready? Kind of a bummer to have been born at the very end of the fuck around century, just to live the rest of my life in the find out century. (laughs) Um, I'd also like to point out that my mom DM'd that to me. So that's how I found that one. <laughs> Mom has a great Twitter account. Uh, JJ Watt tweeted eight hours ago, mitochondria <laughs> is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> um, I already got a few notifications of like, what this means for where he's going next. And I'm like, I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> I put an NBA Twitter in the, in the NFL now. Usually it's NBA guys that are tweeting. Um, like so weird. People, yeah, people are depicting, oh, he's going to go to this team. That's an NBA thing. <laughs> oh, really? and then take it over the nfl wants to be them so bad their flow all right before we get cut off before we get cut off um this has been another episode of throwing down with jess and lily with also sam DiGiovanni, our nba correspondent i'm lily caffrey levine i'm jess king i'm sam DiGiovanni. (laughs) (laughs) and uh it's never just sports catching it's never just sports we'll see you next time bye